Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Dan. And today we're going to be talking about Free Yourself, which was the final single that Prince ever released. Recorded in 2015 at Paisley Park and released on the 30th of September 2015. On the track, it is Prince, and also speculated that Judith Hill is also on there. Uh, it is 3 minutes 47, and joining me to talk about today is Antu. Hello, Antu. Oh, hey, Darren. Uh, yeah, so this, this song came out uh, almost exactly six months before um, Prince's death. You know, it was about two weeks uh, after Hit and Run Phase 1 had come out, so I think people were expecting that this would be, you know, the lead single for whatever mm-hmm. Phase 2 was going to be. Don't you mean Phase 3, or...? No, no, this was released just after Phase 1. Oh, okay, cool. Phase 2 didn't come out until, like, a couple of months later. So it was kind of between the two phases, and I'm thinking, you know, people would have expected that maybe this was the direction Prince was going to take for Phase 2. Um, but, you know, this never got put onto Phase 2, and I can kind of understand why, because it's this kind of weird little synth-pop song, mm-hmm. and I don't think it really fits with the rest of Phase 2. Uh, but, yeah, I may, I maybe would have expected that it, it, you know, it would have been, you know, part of whatever Phase 3 would have been, along with, um, you know, a few other songs from around this time that Prince hadn't put onto an album. Uh, but as it is, it basically stands as the final ever single released by Prince, uh, you know, d- during his lifetime. Uh, after this, you know, obviously Warner Brothers um, and the estate have released a few other singles, um, you know, from some of the other albums mm-hmm. that have come out of the vault. Um, but, you know, this was the last one that Prince chose to release. Um, and uh, I don't know, it's, it's kind of an odd little song. Um, you know, it was uh, the title's purple pick of the week. Um, when it came out. <laughs> what in the f- is a purple pick of the week? Is that just picking Prince songs of the week? or Mostly picking Prince songs, but there were other songs that Prince would apparently choose, you know, that were a pick of the week that uh-huh. were promoted on a, an exclusive stream that was on Tidal. So, I don't know, the fact that it was on Tidal, I would have expected it would have also been part of Phase 1, but, you know, it wasn't part of Phase 1. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's a kind of an odd little kind of outlier in terms of Prince's releases. You know, Prince, I, I mean, I guess if he had kind of um, put it onto an album, maybe he would have gone back and changed it as he had done with a lot of the other songs, um, you know, that had ended up on phase two. Uh, maybe it wouldn't have been so synth poppy. Maybe he would have had some <laughs> horns put on there. I don't know. Um, you know, interestingly, you know, this, this song was only ever performed, um, you know, live by Prince um, as part of the piano and microphone tour so um, you know imagine imagine instead of the kind of like synth keyboards imagine just a normal piano and that is pretty much you know the only performances that Prince ever did of it mm-hmm. uh, the first was on the 21st of January 2016 and the last was on the 25th of March 2016 so there's, in the space there's a performance like, here like in Toronto that I was like that could be okay actually that's piano and microphone as well I'm like oh that's crushing. Yeah, so, you know, only performed within like an eight-week period, you know, basically as a kind of piano and microphone version. Um, so obviously we've said the words Prince's death a few times. And yeah. as this is your final appearance on the podcast, <laughs> I feel that I have to ask you, as I have done with pretty much all my guests for these last couple of albums, yep. um, you know, about Prince's death. You know, can you recall, um, you know, hearing about Prince's death, where you were when you heard about it, and, you know, your kind of reaction to Prince's death? Uh, I... Basically, when you asked me about this off mic, I I drew a complete blank about like my my life at that time. But uh, I know it all came flooding back. I can't remember where I was when I heard the news first, but obviously I was pretty devastated. It just seemed really surreal, and like it, you know, you you just pictured Prince being around forever, and it was a, 
a weird, <laughs> a weird number of events. So, uh, as as the audience might know, I, I'm actually a I do stand up comedy. So that week, I heard Prince had died. I I opened my set with two stories about Prince, like just telling jokes or trying to like tell jokes and riff off these stories about Prince's life. Uh, I the first story I told on stage was about uh, how uh, Darling Nikki had led to <laughs> Tipper Gore creating the par- the parents' music advisory uh, board, you know, like the whole, like, this album contains coarse language. So I opened with a story about that and riffed, riffed off telling jokes about that. And <laughs> the second story I told was about how Prince had – was going to record with Michael Jackson, but they got into a fight playing ping pong and the collaboration was called off. And I riffed off that and made the audience laugh. And uh, the other thing I did in immediate reaction to Prince's death, uh, I, I also study music and I play guitar and I sing all that stuff. I had signed up for like a Prince tribute night, like that was like put together like at the last minute. And I, I got to close out the night I performed when you were mine, starfish and coffee. And I remember like distinctly remember the audience were filming me and it was like a really nice moment because uh, they were a bunch of randos that had just come out because everyone was Prince. And uh, I got to close out the night singing purple rain and, <laughs> and it was an open mic, mind you. And so some random guy, uh, he insisted on backing me up on guitar and we would, I was singing, <laughs> We would uh, play the chorus, and he would uh, end like on the last beat of the chorus on the wrong chord every time we played the, the cycle. Uh, like I don't think the audience could hear it, but like in, internally, I was like, "This is this is killing me." But you know, I just kept the performance up. But that's pretty much as you asked me that question. I just remembered doing stand up that week, talking about Prince on stage, and then maybe a week later performing at an open mic, singing Prince songs. And yeah, just out of like complete reverence and respect for like Prince's influence on me as a person, like on like the universe. And, you know, you can't help, I think uh, playing that Prince tribute night, I was like, uh, I think sometimes in Melbourne, like the only people who come to see shows are like music adjacent people, like, people who play in the bands or are like really serious about music. But like what I really liked about playing that Prince tribute night is people who were like just casual fans of music, you know, who were like, Oh, like I, everyone loves Prince. Like everyone likes the Beatles. They're the sort of like musicians that people who, who aren't like, like 24 seven, like their entire lives obsessed with music come out and having them like come in and like sing along to the songs. And cause yeah, that's, you know, that's Prince in a lot of ways. That's, to me, like, Prince uniting the world under, like, this really singular vis- musical vision. Uh, it's kind of interesting because, you know, there's, there's a, you know, there's like a, when famous people die, there will be this thing where, you know, someone famous dies and then, like, within a day, somebody else famous dies, but the one person is so famous that they overshadow mm-hmm. all the other famous people dying. Um, and so, um, it's kind of interesting because, you know, the same day that Prince died, I don't think there was anyone who was like super famous, uh, who died, but I, you know, I think, um, you know, obviously, um, I think Lonnie Mack is probably the only kind of mildly famous person that died the same, same day. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but the day before, um, in 2016, Victoria Wood had died, uh, the English comedian. And uh, I think her death was kind of overshadowed a bit by literally the next day Prince was dead. Wow. And, you know, it's kind of hard for people to be like, oh, you know, here's a tribute to Victoria Wood because Prince was dead. Um, and also uh, noted wrestler China also like died the day before. Oh. Uh, and she, I mean, she was only 46, which, you know, wrestling kind of. Yes, <laughs> it's kind of. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I, I feel like China and kind of Victoria was death were overshadowed by the fact that, you know, Prince died. And I think a similar thing happened with like, um, uh, I think like Groucho Marx died. And then the next day, like Elvis Presley died. And I don't think anyone paid any attention to the fact that Groucho Marx had died. Um, oh. So it's kind of one of those things where when famous people die, there's always a habit of someone else more famous kind of overshadowing things. And I have a feeling that Prince's death kind of... Uh, I um, also you know, re- remember from that time... Like, unfortunately, there were people, like, doing, who was more important, Bowie or Prince? And, like, arguing about it on the internet all the time. It was, I think that was a really awful side effect of, yeah. Yeah, and then at the end of the year, George Michael died as well. So, um, you know, yeah, not not a particularly good year in terms of people dying. Uh, But, you know, also, uh, Her Majesty the Queen was 90 on the same day that Prince died. Um, she, uh, you know, because the, the the funny thing is, one of my friends, his birthday is the twenty first mm-hmm. of April, as well. So, so it's kind of it's kind of weird that like, um, you know, he has he shared this birthday with the Queen for many many years, and like, you know, the, her proper birthday, should I say? She has an official birthday. She has two birthdays. The Queen okay. Is. Um, and so it's kind of weird that that's the thing I've always known about my friend is he shares his birthday with the Queen, and now he shares his birthday with Prince's death. Uh, is I guess a kind of I don't know like a, a a kind of worse thing to share your that day with, um, but yeah I don't know it like for me it's kind of weird because obviously you know the kind of I guess for Australians it all happened in the night you know like mm-hmm. you, you went to sleep and Prince was alive you woke up and Prince was dead, whereas I think for Americans and you know Europeans uh, we kind of heard the events kind of unfold throughout the day, mm-hmm. um, you know throughout that Thursday kind of like afternoon into the evening. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know, a, a devastating day all round, but, you know, even, even, you know, three years later, it, 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 I don't know, it's really weird, it kind of feels like, it feels like it was a decade ago now, because so much stuff has happened in yeah. the intervening years, um, but yeah, it's, it, the fact that it's still only been three years, uh, and I also find it interesting that on Wikipedia, they choose, they choose to pick it as a prince, um, and they say songwriter and they give us when doves cry little red corvette purple rain and it says and actor <laughs> and i'm like i like you're stretching that just a tiny bit there wikipedia yeah, exactly. um, oh, yeah i mean he he had a he had an oscar and he had four grammys according to this as well so I, as a summation of his entire life it feels like that's a little small but yeah um i don't know yeah it's 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 kind of weird to even think that it's a thing that happened um, and then weirder to think that this was the final kind of like single that he released. Obviously, there was still, you know, one more album after this. Um, but just the fact that this is kind of, I don't know, it, it feels so kind of like whimsical and kind of small and, uh, you know, just, I don't know, like, I, I like I like the kind of chorus, which is, you know, free yourself uh, and save a place for me. Uh, life is what you make it. Be the best that you can be. Now's the time, which you know is obviously the title of a Charlie Parker song yeah. that uh, the 1988 band would cover. Uh, take your place in history, yours and mine, the happy and the free. And it's I don't know, it's kind of nice and upbeat. 
And yes, very uh, very optimistic in like particularly in the contrast of like like thinking about his death and Prince was clearly looking forward. So it's it's kind of yeah, it's kind of sad <laughs> to talk about all this. I mean, I like the verses because you know the verses are kind of about the questions. You know, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. Um, how did we get so high? High enough to touch the stars. Um, you know, wouldn't you like to fly? Uh, ain't no reason not to try. Um, and and the kind of you know, look where we came from, how far we came, you know, how far we are today. We the people will get the final say. Yep. Uh, third apartment from the sun is an interesting phrase. I guess he doesn't want to promote the NBC hit comedy Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> um, you know, heaven on earth right here, and then you know, kind of the bridge of like love yourself so we can love you too. Yeah. You know, we need your help. There's so much work to do. Um, you know, and then the kind of the free yourself on the outro repeated over and over again, free, free yourself, free, free yourself. <laughs> like, it's yeah. a, a really jammy, jammy, jamming track, actually. Uh, it's Yeah. Hearing you talk about the lyrics, I'm, I was thinking this is a, like an interesting perspective because this is like a song where Prince includes himself with us, you know, like, hey, how did we get this far? Like, he's, he's not just singular cool the most successful person in the world prince he's he's us in this scenario and i mean you know there's it's weird because like prince kind of tweeted out and said you know uh like he was tweeting to uh you know a a fan Mm -hmm. and you know there was like a a fan asked uh rough enough who uh, it was a a title purple pick of the week uh on the 11th of january um, and Prince kind of produced it along with, you know, so, like I said, you know, uh, you know, uh, Adrian Crutchfield and uh, Kirk Johnson um, and Mono Neon. I don't know who that is. Um, and and so like th- this track was produced and then, you know, someone had asked about it. And Prince says it has a sister on the same album as Free Yourself. They sound great together. So obviously the idea is that Rough Enough and Free Yourself would be on an album together. Mm-hmm. And obviously whatever that album was never happened. So, so I don't know. It's, it's it's kind of interesting that obviously, you know, this this doesn't sound like it would fit on phase two. So it, it feels like Prince had another album in mind when he was recording this. And that's obviously what he tweeted about. But he never kind of got to finish off that album uh, other than kind of doing this one single to me, I, it, it, like you say, it's kind of a, you know, it's an optimistic kind of light song and, you know, just the kind of, I don't know, I just, I really enjoy the bridge of, you know, love yourself so we can love you too. Mm-hmm. You know, we need your help. There's so much work to do. Like this kind of, you know, this kind of positive thing of like, yeah. um, you know, taking part and helping out and, you know, take your place in history, which, you know, in retrospect, obviously, you know, that's what Prince did, yeah. you know, six months later. So it's, I don't know, that, that line kind of has a double meaning. I think there's, I, I think he had already taken his place in history as in, you know, he had done so much. And I think, again, like, I think the line as in offering it to the listener, like, hey, like, greatness is attainable. Like, it's not just... You know, it's uh, something worth striving for. And like, yes, learn to love yourself so you can help people and yourself. And so, yeah, I don't know. For me, I would say four out of five. Uh, you know, I'm you know, I, I think it's it's a kind of fun enough song. Um, and like there is a kind of good message there. But it just again, it feels like one of these songs towards the end where it was still very kind of like in a demo stage. <laughs> and I feel like if Prince had kind of got around to you know, uh, releasing whatever album he imagined this and Rough Enough being part of, 
uh, then he probably would have gone back and just done like a little bit more work on it or maybe would have added some horns or you know like it, it feels like there's maybe one one more kind of go through the song and it would have been like you know a five out of five but um, as it is you know i enjoy i enjoy listening to it and i enjoy the sentiment and you know it's always kind of and a bittersweet to know that this is the kind of final single that prince is kind of putting out there mm-hmm. you know something that you know a, a kind of career in releasing singles that kind of began in 78 is now at an end in like 2015 that's kind of bittersweet but it's still kind of a fun upbeat song uh, but for me it just feels like maybe if he'd have got a bit more time he probably would have you know, whatever hit and run phase three was going to be, you know, with this and Rough Enough and a couple of other songs, maybe he would have just gone back over them one more time. As he had a tendency to, there's always stuff from like the 80s and stuff where he kind of released stuff as a single or a B-side and then kind of later on went back to it a little bit. And I think that's maybe that's what this needs just to kind of make it a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know, closer to a five out of five for me. But I think as it stands, it's a four out of five, but, you know, a solid four out of five. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, I, I think it's a four out of five track. I... I can't help but just again say like I feel like in the context of his death and like framing this in a way of finality is like kind of gives it a bit more a, a different context of sadness and also like optimism for like us his audience to to keep trying and moving on and I I do I do like the message of the song in in that context and you know I, I feel like it. And it also, it's a, yes, it doesn't sound like anything from, like, Phase 2 either. Like, it very electronic-y, and I feel like there's hints of his future and his past. Like, you know, the outro, but that sounds like one of his early disco-esque songs, even, like, a danceable outro. Like, no, I think it's all there, you know. I Yeah, yeah, I really dig the song. Well, I feel like we said about as much as anyone's going to say about Free Yourself. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug onto? Uh, yeah. Uh, just follow me on Twitter at onto Comedy. That's spelled A-N-H-T-U Comedy. And yeah, just, you know, it's been nice being on these on this show. Just tweet at me if you're listening to one of the episodes in the future and I say something funny or whatever. Just, yeah, let me know. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure why you would, at this particular late stage in the game, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here on 2 on this and the previous 52 episodes. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, it's, it's been really fun. And, like, it's always nice to look forward to doing some recording every couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, watching your face. I'm like, what is he thinking? Uh, but... <laughs> But yeah, uh, and otherwise, goodbye. Goodbye, listeners.